Everybody, get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Let's go, Mets! Happy opening day! A home run by Wilmer Flores? Wilmer! The Dark Knight! Who's Mr. Clutch? Duda! Let's go, Mets! It's Jim Brewers, Mets, and more. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Jim Brewer here. Um, hope you're having a good day, night, whatever. I don't know where you are. You could be driving in your car or having some coffee and just hanging out. Welcome to Jim Brewer's Mets and More. What does Mets and More mean? Well, right now, while the Mets baseball season's going on, I'm a huge Mets fan, so we're, I've gathered up quite a gathering with Mets fans, and we've, I feel like I've found my peoples. I have very simple passion. It's literally, I was going to name it Jim Brewer Mets metal and more but i thought some people would not even listen to i mean some people may not even listen to it anyway because of the mets thing but that's fine i'm not worried about it but those are my passions mets hard rock and metal and my family that's i mean family family way of living and life that's that's it for me so let's jump into this um First of all, I want to tell you something really... Some of you may be big nature people and you see animals all the time, but we're staying at this place in the Catskill Mountains in New York. And we kept saying, oh, we want to see a bear, we want to see a bear, we want to see a bear. Uh, A couple days ago, the neighbor came over, freaked out. She comes barreling down the driveway. She's like, I just want to tell you. She had that smoker's deep voice you know, she gets out. She says, I just want to tell you that there's a big, big bear. And I, I don't know what she said, but she's like, the whatever coated it, and it's 700 pounds. She ain't as scared of you. And, and the, she, I don't know if she's aggressive. She's an 11 year old, 700 pound bear. Just be careful with your children. So it was, it was nice, but bears, black bears don't freak me out. Grizzly bears, yeah, that freaks me out. Black bears, black bears are like big, big, dumb deer, except for they got claws and big teeth. Like they're not, lo- they're not looking to maul humans. They're not looking to go after your dog and maul your dog. They're, they're not really, they're, they're berries. They eat berries. They don't eat meat. They're, they're not coming to gnaw on your, but just, you know. You're always cautious around a bear. Bears are unpredictable, and they're, they're big creatures. So this bear, now since we've been here, my daughter, the whole time, my youngest daughter, every three minutes she comes running in because she's the prankster. Oh, God, the bear! Oh, God! And you can tell when she's lying, so none of us fall for it. But it's, it starts getting annoying after, like, all right, I get it. Stop. It's not funny anymore. And yesterday... She goes, 
I get, her face was just different. She's sitting in the house. She's going, Dad, the bear. The bear, it's in the back. And she's like, no, seriously, look, the bear. And she's looking at it, and she's being pretty serious. She wasn't being silly, and there it was. And the cool thing was, it's cool to see a bear, but the bear climbed a tree and was looking for berries up in a tree, a big tree, climbed it like it was nothing. Uh, I did videotape it, and I did post it on Facebook, so if you want to check that out, I had to do the condensed version because what you don't know is while that was going on, my wife's in the background trying to FaceTime her mother, and so at the end of the video, you'll hear my wife going, Ma! 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 And so I had a, she's like, Jim, don't, don't put that on Facebook. So I had to edit the video and, and condense it because <laughs> once the bear got down, all you hear is my wife going, Ma, be quiet for a second. Just let, Ma, look at what I'm showing you. Ma, look at what, Ma. It was, it was freaking hilarious. This place is nuts. I'm looking at a, the big crane. What is that? In the, all right. I thought it was a coyote. I freaked out for a second. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Seeing a bear. It's on Facebook if you want to check it out. You climbed the tree and then came down the tree. Hear my kids freaking out and all that jazz. So, let's get into these Mets. This team, okay, if you're a Mets fan, this is it. This is the team. You know, you know how a Met fan, as a Met fan, you sit there and you go, because we're, we're definitely Debbie Downers. Met fans are Debbie Downers. Oh, we're never going to pull out of this. Oh, we're ne- oh shoot. We're only up, but we're not going to win this game. There's no way we're going to win it. Oh, if we can only win this series. This is a different team. This team is built to win. I, I've been watching them for... My whole life, my whole life, 42 years, 43, how old am I, 48, 44 years, 44 years, I loved the Mets probably more than anything else in my life. How How weird is that statement, but it's true, besides my parents and family, 44 years, I've loved the Mets, more than anything else. It's right up there with my family, my, my, my dad, my mom. That's, that's how long that relationship has lasted. And I'm telling you right now, this is the team that is built to win the division and to go into the playoffs. It, it, the destiny is laid out for them. It's laid out for them. All they have to do is play good ball, win, fight every game. I mean, first of all, you get the best. You got the pitching staff. You have it. Harvey, he's, he's one year out of Tommy John's surgery. He had like a little blip in the beginning of the season trying to find himself. What things don't... Let me explain something about Matt Harvey. All right, now again, I'm coming from a Met fan, and I'm coming from a a therapy point of view. There was a time where he was starting to get just murdered on the field, hitting home runs and all that jazz. We're not used to just we we compare him, not compare him, but we're expecting like Dwight Gooden, 
Remember Dwight Gooden? Dwight Gooden was like watching Tyson fight in the 80s. He just, there was no competition. That's how we saw Matt Harvey. There's no competition. He's going to strike out 15 batters. He's going to get, he's only going to give up one run, maybe two runs, maybe three hits. And no one's like that. There's, there's just, you can't expect that from him. He's still an ace. He's an ace. He went through a little blip. And I got to say, this is my perspective on what happened with Harvey. He was crowned the king of New York, basically. You had Jeter moving out, just like high school. You know, you know when you're in high school and you, and you have the popular kids and all that jazz, and you were the all-star guy and blah, blah, blah. And even me. Here, I'll give a great example. I'll give you a great example. When I was doing, when I was on Senate Live, and I would do stand up or whatever, and I, until Senate Live and during Senate Live, until you're recognized, I would go up on stage to kill. I wanted to destroy the place. I don't go up to get a laugh. I don't get up to, to go. Oh, he was funny. Or I, I want to destroy the room. I'm addicted to making you belly laugh, and I mean. Belly laugh. I want you to hold your sides. There's not a better compliment in the world is when people give me feedback and they go, I still hurt from watching that show. My head hurts. My stomach hurts. I've never laughed that hard in my life. That's my goal. I don't care if there's comics out there that are more popular than I I am and bigger stars and they make billions of dollars. If you come see me live and you go, I don't care what anyone says. Jim Brewer, hands down, no one made me laugh harder. Nobody. Nobody. That's what I want. That's what I thrive for. I, I thrive to make you belly laugh. Because that's, that's, that's therapeutic. So, Sunday Live is done. I think it was 1999. And um, every time I walked on stage, I would have a swagger. Because I knew now, not only am I a stand-up, but now they know who I am a little bit. I also had a big MTV summer show, and that was huge. That, that really boosted up <clears throat> people recognizing me. And when, when I would go on stage now, they immediately would clap, like, oh, wow, look who just showed up. But I started getting lazy with the stand-up. And I found myself more going for the, ah, look who's here. Look who's here. The guy who was a, a goat. He was, the, he was the Joe Pesci. He was with De Niro and Pesci. This is, this is the Saturday night half-baked guy. The guy was on MTV. He's the TV star guy. Wow. That's a very addicting thing. It's very addicting. That was, that was a... I'm sure you as a listener could sit there and go, well, you know, (laughs) boo-hoo you. But just like when I would go out, and it was a tough time even with my wife. I don't know how she, I don't know how she hung in there with me because we'd go out to dinner and dinner was more about me counting how many people were recognizing me. And it would interrupt conversations and, you know, there was a time she'd sit there and go, are you going to have dinner with me? 
or do you want to sit and talk with everyone that recognizes you? Are you out with me or are you out with yourself? What are you doing? And that became, that became a challenge because you work your whole life for that. You work your whole life for that. At least that's what you think you wanted. I want those leather pants. I want a kangaroo. I want to walk around. I want my own zoo with, with chimpanzees and an and a ostrich walking around my front lawn and me walking down the street with a, a white tiger. Hey, what's going on, Brewer? <laughs> Don't worry, he's tamed. Everything's fine. I'm successful. You know, but it, that's nothing, though. It's not real. It's not, it's not real. It's, it's, it's fake. It's, but it's addicting. So I think Matt Harvey... He had this big ESPN thing. He's the dark knight. He's the new New York guy. He's the guy that's going to bring the Mets to the promised land. Oh, he's with, the, he's with the Rangers. He's going to Yankee Stadium to watch Derek Jeter. He's at the basketball games. He's in magazines. He's in TV. And I, I think it's not a wrong thing. Hey, he's a young guy. And shoot, this is what he worked for his whole life. He suddenly was a star. And maybe, just maybe, when he started taking that mound, and what happens is when you're a star, you're the king of the mountain. Remember when you were a kid and you played king of the mountain? What does everyone else want to do? They want to knock your ass right off that mountain. Some of them don't want to stand on the mountain. They just want to knock you off it. I don't want you up there. And I get my rockers off, knocking you down from there. And everybody wanted to knock Harvey down. And Harvey, I don't think, realized that. People were studying him. They were studying him hard, where he, with all the talents he has, was able to just walk on the mound and go, I'm going to mow you down. So I, I think he had a tough, a little adjustment period where he went, oh, Okay, just like me when I walked on that club, and I, after, after I walked up and they all freaked out, I bombed. I bombed. It was embarrassing because I didn't have material. I wasn't prepared. I was there because I was feeling, oh, I'm going to excite them because I'm a star. I remember seeing, um, oh, God, what's his name? He got in big trouble. Kramer from Seinfeld. He went up at the improv place, went berserk, berserk. But after about 10, 15 minutes, they were like, okay, well, where's your material? People don't care. They get over that star factor real quick, real quick. And so I, I bombed. And what I did, I came off stage, I was so embarrassed, I was mortified. And that happened more than once. I went, you know what? I got I to gotta refocus. I got to refocus. And I think that's what Matt Harvey did. He said, all right, I got to refocus. Yes, I'm a star and all that jazz, but I'm here to strike people out. I'm here to not give up runs. I'm here to get outs. I don't have to overpower people. I just got to get them out. And Harvey... I give him a lot of credit 
He's come a long, long way. I mean, come off surgery, ruffle your feathers, get beat up. He got beat up. And now he's back. And he's on our Mets. And then you got DeGrom, who's just, I said it in the beginning of the season, and people, I was on MLB, uh, an MLB uh, radio, on Sirius Satellite Radio, and you would have thought, I, I, I said the most, in, the, the most politically incorrect thing ever. They said, you're pitching, st-. I said, I got to be honest with you. I think right now, I, I rely more on DeGrom. I think DeGrom is better. And that's when DeGrom wasn't lights out yet in the beginning of the season. I said, trust me, he's got real good stuff. He's a smart pitcher. He's going to be lights out. I, I, I pick him better. I, I, I think he's the real, I think he's the ace ace. And they're like, what? Over heart? Are you crazy? How did? And what happened? What happened? He was. I, I study baseball. I study the Mets. I go deeper into personalities. I, I, I'm able to tap dance with the, the reality of humanity and what's going on in the field. And then Mats comes along, and Syndergaard comes along. And even that, that might have played a role with Harvey, where he said, well, jeez, I'm not the star anymore? Like, what? Everybody's a star. Everybody's a star. And that's a team. You can't win as a star. You've got to win as a team. And I give Harvey a lot of credit, because I think... And you know what? I could be so crazy right now. What if, if, if Matt Harvey was listening, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? You're out of your mind? You're way off the mark. But I don't, I'm just I'm giving you a little insight. That's all. I could be way off the mark. Eh, something to think over a cup of coffee, over a beer. Whatever you're doing. I'm just being honest with you. I think it was a whole star factor. And he, gets sl- and he, he just had it come back to reality. We have the best. I won't say the best. One of the best pitching staffs, Noah Syndergaard. Had a little blip in Tampa Bay. But don't forget, this kid just came up. He just came up. This is his first year. He's been lights out. And, and the more he's surrounded by John Neese, Mats, DeGrom, Harvey, Cologne, he's learning. He's going to get... Better and better and better. This team is built to win it. I think they have the confidence. And don't, and don't count the Nats out. That's a tough team. It's a veteran team. They know how to win. They've been the playoffs. They're scrappy. They got fighting them. They're not going down. They're not going down. So this is going to be a dog fight. This is going to be a UFC championship battle to the end. To the end. A lot of great things has happened for Mets this year. Wilma Flores has become a, he's a, he's a hero. Did you see when Wilma was in Tampa Bay and they were chanting his name? And he knocks in the go-ahead run. Wilma Flores. I was at that game when they traded him. I saw it all go down. I love Wilmer Flores. Love him. Love Wilmer Flores. 
He's human. Conforto, this guy. Now, let me, I got, I got to my head. You know, a lot of Met fans, they'll sit there and they, whenever the Mets lose, they trash Terry Collins. They just get rid of him, bring up Wally Backman. You're stuck on bringing up Wally Backman. You're stuck on 1986 Wally Backman. He won a World Series in 86. Yes. He's doing an amazing job with the Las Vegas AAA team. Amazing. There's a lot of coaches down there. He's doing great. Let's take a look at Terry Collins. Think of the hand that he's been dealt this season. You Think of what he had to play with this season. And the fact that the Mets had the worst lineup, the worst that I've seen since the 70s. There was at one time when you looked at the Mets lineup and it was compared to the 62 Mets the first time they were in Major League Baseball and they were the worst team in history. This Mets batting lineup was worse than the worst team in history. And the Mets were neck and neck with one of the best teams in baseball, the Washington Nationals. You saw them play the Dodgers, fought them tooth and nail against their best. The Cardinals fought them tooth and nail against their best. And now they have a lineup. So now it's like going back into war, but now we have weapons. We have cannons. We have laser vision. We have night vision. We have food to keep everyone healthy. David Wright. Now, David Wright's in rehab, and he already had a game. He got a hit, went one for three. He's going to keep playing. So by the time he comes up, if he's a healthy David Wright, and he's platooning with Juan Uribe, Met fans, do you realize what you have at third base? You have two third baseman players that are both sluggers, both great hitters, perhaps clutch hitters. And you stick that in a lineup with Cespedes and Duda and Conforto and Daniel Murphy and Travis Darnot? Ruben Tejada? This is a team. This is a team. This is a team. You know, Jerry's familiar. He's back. And people say, oh, you know, everyone started freaking out. Okay, I got a, I got a theory on why Jerry's familiar possibly had a little rut. All right? Hear me out on this. Before the first half of the season, Jerry's Familia, and he was lights out. Once he, once he was in the game, it was, you knew they were going to win. You're like, oh, phew, he's in. He, he, he just never blew a safe. He should have been the All-Star game, but that's not a big deal. People are forgetting this one little factor, personal life. Again, I bring it back to personal life and how it may affect what goes on in the field. He had a baby. 
right before the All-Star game, Jerry's Familia had a baby. Do you guys remember that? He had a it's the first child. He had a child. You don't know what's going on at home. You don't know if, if his wife is getting sleep, if she's distraught. She wants, she wants him home as a father. What kind of lifestyle is this? Yes, I married a ball player, and yes, I'm used to this, but now we have a child. You talk about the Mets more than you do your child. Maybe he is not thinking. Do you remember when you, if you were a first parent, all you could think about was your baby. The first time you hold your child, that's all you want to do is see your child. Everything else is just murmur. Tomorrow, it's just murmur. It's murmur. Think about it. When he came back, it's like, oh, he blew three games. He's only like two weeks into being a father. Two and a half weeks, he's a father. That is such a bigger role in life than you can anticipate. Such a bigger role. I don't, I don't know how his faith is either. You know, he may be a super faithful guy. He may be religious. I don't know. And he, he may be getting torn inside. What am I doing? I should be with my... I, I, he wasn't expected to be the closer this year. He wasn't expected to have this role. Now he's the king that we need him to make it to the promised land. We need him. That's a lot of pressure. Now you add that child. Let me tell you guys something. Whether you want to believe me or not. I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to leave the name out. I know a couple ball players personally. This ball player does not play anymore. However, a moment I will never forget. This guy signs as a free agent uh, with a big market team. I'm playing in that big market, and he's going to come out with a rock star, another a rock guy, right? So this musician and him and I, you're going to come see me play, and we're going to hang out for the night and go to the game and all that jazz. So one day we're going to see a game. Now, when we showed up at his apartment, because that's what he had, he had this penthouse, gorgeous apartment, because it was in a city. It was in a city. When we got there... Um, he, now, now I have to say this too, he had a really tough time on this team. He had a very tough time on this team, which was just, was uncharacteristic for this star. It was uncharacteristic for this star. And he was a star. Very uncharacteristic for him. So when we got there, um, his wife was really distraught. We walked into, I said, what, you know, is everything, she's like, no, everything's not good. I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't enjoy a city. I don't enjoy this city. I can't, I can't go to the playground. I can't, I can't, I don't have a yard. For years, my kids had a yard and they can go outside and play. And, and my husband could be playing outside and go wherever he want. Here, I can't. People are, are different here. Some of them are freaks. Uh, my kids have nowhere to play. I'm stuck in an apartment. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't want to be here. And I'm telling you right now, if you make the playoffs, I'm not staying. I'm taking the kids and we're leaving. Now, whether you want to think that affects somebody, 
or and, and your mentality is like, well, you know, you're a ball player, you know, you make a billion dollars, and and uh, that's all true. But at the end of the day, that's reality. Home is reality. Your wife, your family, your kids, your faith, whatever's going on in your life, that's reality. So it doesn't matter. Money can't overshadow that. Oh, well, you know, you're celebrities. That's, that's, that's small-minded, dumb mentality. Get over that. Get over that. That's small-minded, dumb mentality to think that way. It's ignorant to think that way. I can't stand when people use that. Well, you know, you're making a billion. Stop. Stop with that. It's not their fault that some jackass paid them that much money. It's not their fault. So this guy, and I, what was fascinating was to see the manager come out and make excuses. And the manager would come out and say, um, yeah, you know, this hurts and his back hurts and his nose hurts and he's pulled a ligament and we're going to, you know, we're working on it in trainers. Well, I knew that was all garbage. It was home. He was distraught. He was very distraught. This was a close family man. And that was in shambles because he thought it was going to be a great idea to be in this city. That affects people. And I think that may have affected Jerry's familia. And that's why, and you know, who knows? When I went to Senate Live for the 40-year anniversary, my wife, she was so pissed off because I wasn't in anything. She's like, you know, they don't even ask you. See, Goat Boy was a huge character. Huge character. And they, they pretend it doesn't even exist. Like, is, is it because Lorne Michaels didn't select you? Like, what happened? Did you piss somebody off? Like, why do they... The Joe Pesci show with De Niro was like... What, what, how do they not even show a two-second clip of you? Two seconds, Jim. I went, hun, who cares? You know, who Who cares? Honestly, who cares? Look at everybody in this room. I'm sitting next to Jack Nicholson and Bon Jovi's behind me and Adam Sandler's over here and I'm talking to Will Ferrell and George Lucas. It was Leonardo DiCaprio, Bradley Cooper, Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney. They're all sitting around me. Who cares? We got in the, we got in the restaurant. Who cares? Who cares if I'm acknowledged? I'm okay. I'm there now. She was mad. She's like, you know what? You're not even, that's messed up. I don't, you know what? I, I don't even want to stay here anymore. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, go boy. You have a doll. There's only like six SNL characters in the history. Have a doll. You have a doll and they don't acknowledge you. That doesn't bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me. It's, it's like living on a street 40 years ago. Like, oh yeah, that was great memories. I'm gone. It's past that. I'm way past that. How do you know Jerry's familiar's wife? It's not like, you know, I guess you're Met game, but, you know, can you get here quicker after the games? Can you tell Terry Collins that you don't have to be in the meetings, that you have a, a, a child here that you should be taken care of? I, I'm having a hard time. We need help. I'm not enjoying myself. What, what are we going to do after? Are you going to get a bigger contract? What's going on? 
How come you didn't make the play? How come you weren't in the All-Star game? That's baloney. Did they really push for you? Did you see the guy they selected? He got hammered in the All-Star game. You should have been in the All-Star game. This game is so unfair. You're not acknowledged enough. Jerry's Familia is one of the greatest closers I've seen in a long time. And yeah, I'm making that statement. He may have had a little blip, but the last few games, I don't know what happened. I truly do believe it, it, it may have been something at home, and you forget he's a brand new father. That plays a big role in life, and maybe the dust has settled. Maybe he's figured out, okay, this is that we fi- he figured out the rhythm. But he's back. He's back. He's lights out, baby. He's lights out. This team is built to win, Mets. Mets fans, this team is built to win. I'm going to make an announcement real soon. Um, oh, by the way, last night, I went live on Facebook. So I'm going to start doing my recaps live. So if you're on Facebook, there, I have a new app, and I can go live. And now that I know I can go live, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to be doing a lot more things live. So if you got suggestions, what I want to do is I'm going to do it from the road. When I go on tour... Um, I may do every one of my shows. You suggest a story at the end of the night and I'll hit the Facebook and we'll do that story live from the stage. I'm, I'm definitely doing that. And I believe my first real gig is in uh, September or maybe I'll do before, maybe I'll do at the end of the month, this month, I'll play a gig and, um, We'll just do that. I was so excited to go live. I'm not going to lie to you. It was exciting. Really exciting. I have so many things I want to do. Every TV show that I ever had in my head that I was dying to do. Now that I know I can go live. (laughs) And and I, I could do it for you for free. It's free. I know this sounds corny. But I do feel like I'm blessed in life. I do feel that comedy is a gift. And I swear my kids' lives, I swear my kids' lives, for the longest time, I thought, how do I give comedy for free? How do I give inspiration for free? It's like water, water and air. If it heals, you should be able to give it. And I would hear like, well, you know... If you charge a dollar for podcasting and if you charge this and you can make a billion dollars, I don't want this ever to be about money. If you come see me live, great. That's a whole different thing. You know, that's my lifestyle. That's, uh, that's a whole different beast. And you know, I, could be, I could be completely contradicting myself. You know, tomorrow I can go, hey, you know what? Uh, you hook up to this channel and we'll give you a billion dollars. I, I don't ever want that to be the motive anymore I swear on my life when I say that I'm enjoying life so much right now I'm enjoying who I am I'm enjoying what I'm putting out there I love that I have music coming out and I love that people are going to go oh god this is going to suck I love the expectation levels are always so low on me I love that I love it it only makes life better for me And I want to just be able to give, give, give. I've gotten so much from fans over the years. 
help me with with my family and my dad. And you know how many times I go to the show and they're like, hey, man, I lost my dad. Or, hey, man, I lost my sister. And, hey, I lost a child. I have people come up to me and they say, I lost my child. And I came out to see you because I knew you'd make me feel better. You know how that makes me feel? You know, that puts me in check and makes me realize that this is a gift. It's a gift. And it's not so hard to give back to people. It's not so hard. And it feels so good. I know I'm getting weird and sappy right now. I'm just being honest with you. Just being honest. I want to have a show. And I'm going to th- think about my show. I have thought about it. For months and months, I've been going to managers and agents, and I go, here's the show I want to pitch. Here's the show I want to do. And now I'm thinking, now we can go live? Give me suggestions what you want to see. You want to see me do what an impression for 20 minutes, uh, reading a poem, whatever it is, let me know. You be the writers. You be the writers for our show. I already have my ideas, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna toy with it, and let's see what we can do. Sometimes maybe it'll only be three minutes long, five minutes long. Hopefully, we'll get to the point where it's a half hour long, an hour long. Who knows? Who knows? So whatever it is, I'm excited to know I can go live with my own following, with my own audience. I, I'm. <laughs> I feel like I just walked into the biggest candy store in the world. I feel like I just walked into the Met Clubhouse for the first time in my life. I don't know who to say hello to first. I really don't. I really don't. Life is good. I hope life is good for you. I know this was a lot about Mets. Try to add a little bit of life in there. Uh, Next time we'll get into parenting. I wanted to get into some parenting stuff, you know. Being a, being a parent to a teenager is rough. Teenage girl, rough. You know, my big goals as a parent, don't get pregnant. Don't get addicted. Don't get pregnant. Don't get addicted. Hey, man, thank you guys for listening. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. This is it. Future's ours, baby. Cespedes. Do Oh. This is one thing, Terry Collins. Okay, before we go, I need to talk about Terry Collins. I brought it up earlier. He made a move this year. Okay? He said, I'm going to put Granderson out. And people still go, Granderson? Granderson in the leadoff spot? Anytime anyone does something different, people go, what? What? What's going on here? What? What are you doing? And his excuse was, Look, and everyone said, well, maybe it's Alderson doing this. He's got no power. His excuse was, if I get Granderson up as many times as possible, he's going to be very productive. The more bats he gets, the more productive he gets. And you know what, Met fans? Since Granderson's been lean off, look at him last year, batting third, fourth, fifth, whatever, because you want him to be the cleanup guy and the big hitter. But now you stick him... In the number one hole, he's been clutch, he's been productive, he starts rallies, he gets walks. How many times has Granderson walked this year? Compare the amount of strikeouts this year compared to last year. Granderson is 
amazing in that leadoff spot. He's amazing. My hat, I tip my hat to Terry Collins. You know, my wife would sit there and go, right, this is what I want to do with the house. I want to move this furniture there and add this and all that. And I go, what? What are you talking about? And that's what every Met fan said when Terry Collins said, I'm going to put Granderson batting first. What? You're going to put what? Where? Why would you? Why would you put a window right there? That makes no sense. And then when I see the finished result, whenever my wife wants to decorate or put something up or redo something, I go, you know what, hon? Don't even tell me anymore. Just do it because you always, always are right on point. I'm always blown away by what... And she'll, she'll sit there and try to explain everything to me. She's like, you don't see it? I go, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. She's got an art. She has an eye. Terry Collins had an eye and figured out, put Granderson up first, he'll bat so many times in a game, which will generate so many runs, so many hits, and so many walks. Freaking brilliant. I don't care what anyone says. Freaking brilliant. And you know what? And Alderson, too. I don't care what anyone says. I didn't have a lot of faith in him when he made the Wilma Flores trade. That, that bothered me, and I let you know that bothered me. I think it was a terrible trade. Terrible trade. If it was Carlos Gonzalez, maybe. Carlos, I want Carlos Gonzalez from the Rockies. I want that guy. Everyone is pretty sure we're not going to keep Cespedes. He's going to run. He's probably going to run to Miami. Who knows where he's going to run to, but he's, gonna, he's not going to stay with the Mets. Well, who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe if we give him enough love and he helps us in the play. I don't know. None of us know. But let's not count on him being here. Let's enjoy him while he's here. Let's treat Cespedes like he's the greatest house guest we ever had. Let's treat Cespedes like a, like a star in a movie that unfortunately he comes, he changed all our lives. He, 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 he made everyone li- everyone's life better. We got to make him feel welcome. We got to make him feel loved. We got to give him support. Even though we may know he may not be here once the season is over. Even if they win the World Series and he hits nine home runs and he gets along with the great, even if it's the greatest scenario ever, let's let him know thank you for, for helping us bring us here. And then we, it's almost like dating someone. When you date someone and they, and they bring your life to a whole new level and then they leave you or for whatever happens, your standards are now raised. And I got to be honest with you, Cespedes raises the standards of the way the Mets approach every game now. He has changed that whole lineup. This guy, he's, he's in a whole different class. Is he belting a home run every day? No, but he can hit. He's he drives. He's a great ball player. He's a great ball player. Sandy Olson was brilliant for bringing him here. Brilliant. He knew he knew that team couldn't keep him. He knew it. He knew they had to get rid of him. Case closed. And he took him. Brilliant move. Brilliant move. Juan Uribe. Brilliant move. 
Johnson, great move. We have Kadir, Uribe, Johnson. What a bench. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Pluecki. We got a bench. We got a great platoon. These guys did a great job, Met fans. You need to acknowledge what Terry Collins and Samuel Olsen has done for the Mets. Look what they did for the Mets. But at the end of the year, I want that Carlos Gomez. I want a Gonzalez. I want Carlos Gonzalez. He'd be a great Met. Let's go get him. But right now, let's stay in first. Let's make it to the playoffs. Let's go Mets. All right, man, Jim Brewer, Mets, and more. <sighs> Facebook, jimbrewer.com, all that jazz. Thanks for listening. If you're listening, take care. Oh, one other thing. Wednesday's game. Hopefully you, listen, hopefully you will listen to this by then. Uh, I'm slated to be on the Mets channel SNY. They want to use my one of my Facebook videos, and I got to make one right after this podcast um, on the Mets. So hopefully they'll use it, and it will air during the DeGrom game against the Rockies. Okay? So if you're watching the DeGrom game, probably first, second, third inning, somewhere in there, look for a Jim Brewer Mets fan video. How cool is that? How cool is that? Am I excited? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. That excites me more than getting a movie role. Trust me. All right, let's go Mets. DeGrom. And I'm trying to get tickets for that DeGrom game. So let's see how that goes. All right, man. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Brewer. Take care. All the best to you. And um, talk to you next time. Talk to you in a couple days. And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app. Look it in the mouth. Get amazing services. Thank you. Run to Old Navy right now to get up to 50% off store-wide. Stock up on all of Old Navy's best-selling style faves, like tees from 5 bucks, dresses from 12 bucks, and jeans for the family from 15 bucks. Plus, get up to 75% off clearance. But you'd better hurry. At these prices, Old Navy's style faves are sure to go fast. Run to Old Navy right now. Valid 113 to 122. Select styles only. Clearance valid through 122.